This is Engage, a series for women in agribusiness from the Red River Farm Network. The series highlights leadership, career successes, and work-life priorities. This podcast presented by Ag Country Farm Credit Services and Corteva AgriScience. I'm your host, Kara Hart, and today we're visiting with Hillsborough, North Dakota farmer Sarah Levis. Sarah also owns an agronomy business called Levis Ag Consulting and serves on numerous boards, including the State Board of Agricultural Research and Education. To get us started, I wondered um, if you could tell us a little bit more about the boards you serve on and maybe how you got selected to be a part of those. So currently right now, uh, I'm serving um, on the SBARE board, which is the State Board of Ag Research and um, an education, uh, and I've been serving on there for for a few years now. Um, I was recently elected to be the vice chair, so um, that's that's fun and it presents a lot of challenges. Um, SBARE is the State Board of Ag Research and Education. They help set the priorities for the North Dakota Agriculture Research Station and also um, NDSU Extension. I also served on some other other boards. Currently, I'm serving on the Trail County Economic Trail County Economic Commission as well. But that's a pretty new appointment, and I'm really learning as I go on that board. Um, okay. I was hoping we could talk a little bit more about that Esper experience on the board, and um, can you tell us um, how did you get elected to the board? How did you get selected to be part of it? Did you go through an election process, or were you appointed? There's there's two ways that someone can can become appointed to um, the the Esper board. The appointments actually come from the State Board of Higher Education. Um, but the, the recommendations for those appointments come from two different places. One place is Extension, and the other place is the North Dakota Aid Coalition. And I am a North Dakota Aid Coalition appointee. And so the way that process works is um, there is an election process through the, um, through the North Dakota Aid Coalition. Yeah, I actually campaigned for this a little bit. I called some of our commodity groups and, and, and groups that were involved in, in the North Dakota Aid Coalition and had conversations with them um, about this board and this position. And um, they they elected me for, for the appointment. Um, and, and I'm very honored by that. Um, I do take uh, agriculture research and... Um, extension extremely seriously. That's something I'm very, very passionate about. I think that leads to the success of agriculture going forward into the future. To, to serve in some capacity to help with that success into the future is really, really important to me. What's been the biggest challenge in your time serving on the Esper board? I think the biggest challenge for me, and maybe something that's probably been the most educational, is learning how diverse and, and quite frankly, large North Dakota agriculture is and how diverse North Dakota as a whole is across the state. Raising um, cattle in southwest North Dakota is not like raising sugar beets in the northeast. It's very, very diverse, and it's exciting. And so within that, we need to make sure that we're serving all of North Dakota and that everybody um, is, is getting what they need. And that that can be very challenging. I also um, enjoy it very much. And from the extension standpoint, you know, it's, it's really easy, I think, from an agricultural perspective to think about the information that that extension delivers from an agriculture standpoint, but they also are very important in delivering the 4-H program and also um, family and community wellness programming as well. But the way that some of those programs take shape going across can be um 
different. You know, the oil country has has seen some some different challenges maybe than than the middle and eastern side of the state. So trying to figure out how we we set priorities for all of that can be really challenging. It's exciting. I do enjoy it, but it, it can be challenging. What things have you brought back that maybe you've learned on the board to your agronomy business or your work on the farm? So I think one of the things that from from just a personal growth standpoint, um, I think I've gained from being on this board is I think I am a better listener uh, and I think I'm a more careful listener now uh, than I was when I first started on the board. Um, And so I think that's a that's a good personal growth thing for me. Um, but it's also interesting to see the network that you kind of form going across the state um, and just being able to really visit with people about how, how agriculture is looking in different, different parts of the state. There's always so much educational interaction that can go with that. And, um, and I enjoy that, too, because... Uh, I, I think sometimes as a farmer and agronomist, you can kind of get into a silo of just what's happening in, in your own backyard. And yet agriculture is so much bigger than that. And it's so much more fun to see everything else that's going on with agriculture all over the place. Does diversity matter in boardrooms? Why or why not? Absolutely. I think diversity is really, it's really a critical component. And I think it's a really critical component, especially for this particular board that I'm that I'm serving on, you know, again, going back to some of my earlier comments about how different North Dakota is across the state and how different North Dakota agriculture is across the state. We don't have diversity in in the room. um, That doesn't, you need to have that diversity in the room so that you can really uh, make sure that you're seeing all different facets. And it's also important to have people in that, in the room just from a personality standpoint, who see things differently. You know, I certainly bring a different perspective um, than than somebody else does. And so I think that lends itself to a good conversation, and I think better decisions get made. It doesn't always mean you have the easiest conversations, because different ideas can, can, you know, present challenges. But that's a good thing. It's good to... It's good to learn from each other and, and figure out how or why somebody sees things from their point and point of view. So prior to my being on this board, uh, I, when I came on this board, I, I'm, there was a, another gal that was serving on this board. She was an extension appointee, um, and her name was Joanna Rodenbiker. And she was a very, very interesting woman to talk, to, to visit with. She actually had an AGECON degree. She was just fascinating. I, I enjoyed serving with her and learned so much from her. I'm not sure it would be interesting to take a look at the component of the board to see how many women had been elected from the aid coalition and how many had been appointed from, from extension. I'm not sure how that breakdown has gone historically. I'm not a shy person. Uh, and I had, had, had seen a newspaper article in my local no- newspaper uh, from somebody who had been serving on on Esper, and it happened to be a farmer that I had interacted with along uh, my my agronomy career, and so I knew him well enough that I actually called him up and visited with him about it because making sure that we have a viable egg research station and extension is just so important. So I called him up and we visited about about this board, and I kind of mentioned that I was that I was sort of interested in it, and in order to gain support at the the commodity group. 
I did I did call commodity groups and let them know that I was interested in it and tried to put together kind of a resume of sorts to let them know my qualifications. Um, and so I did make sure to put some work into to a little bit of them knowing who I am and that I was interested in it so that I would have a, a kind of a chance to get get elected and I'm I'm really glad that they did did take a chance. I it's just so critically important and I'm very thankful to have this opportunity. Sarah, what advice do you have for other women seeking to serve on their boards? What what would you tell them if they have an interest? First of all, speak up and don't be shy. Sometimes I think women may or may not always be the the first people be thought of when it comes to serving on boards. Uh, and I am glad I am seeing some commodity groups, especially taking a more proactive stance at making sure that everyone is included. And that that's good. Uh, so speak up if, if you're interested. And then once you're on the board, I think it's critically important to make sure that you you listen and learn a little bit. And But at the same time, uh, effective board members speak when it is time to speak when they have something important to say. Have you learned that the hard way? Have you ever gone through a meeting and wish you would have spoken up and you're like, dang, I should have said something and just totally <laughs> regretted it? And truthfully, I'm the, I'm the type of person that would be on the opposite side. And so that's where I think when I joined Esther, I kind of had a little sit-down conversation with my own self. And I said, you know, I think this is probably a good time. Make sure that you step back and listen and make sure that other people in the room are talking. Uh, and, and so that's when, when I when I try to talk in, in, in any of these board meetings, I try to make sure that it is something that's of value uh, for a purpose. And if somebody else is going to, to say something, I really want to make sure that gets drawn out. Uh, I'm not a shy person, and so I really want to make sure that maybe some of the more shyer people in the room have that opportunity to make sure that their thoughts are brought forward. I've served on many, many boards in the past too. And, and sometimes if you just let that shy person make sure that they're comfortable to, to talk, there's just, there's really good stuff that, that comes, comes from those people. So that's what I try to do. <laughs> I just want to really encourage women to, to get involved. I think it's really important for the agriculture industry as a whole to have women involved in decision-making processes. So if those opportunities come your way, I highly encourage, encourage everyone to, to try to pursue them. Once again, we've been visiting with Lovis Ag Consulting owner and North Dakota farmer Sarah Lovis. Engage, a series for women in agribusiness, is presented by Ag Country Farm Credit Services and Corteva AgriScience. Check out more episodes at rrfn.com and listening anywhere you get your podcasts.